Hey everybody, welcome to Locked On Bulldogs. Today we talk the best SEC coach rankings you're going to find out there. We rank every mm. single SEC head football coach top to bottom. Who do you think is number one and who do you think is sitting at the 14 hole? Come back and check it out here on Locked On Bulldogs. You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. That is Clint. We are Locked On Bulldogs, part of Locked On Atlanta, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, we are your place for the Georgia Bulldogs. We talk like fans do because we are fans. Um, hold on. Just getting this in my ear from executive producer intern Michael. Okay. Do we have Brandon lined up? Do we have a time? Ah, Check the no. calendar. No, we do not. We have not. No, he, we do he not. You didn't slide into the okay. DMs over on Twitter. Okay. Um, today, though, we got bigger fish to fry because we're talking about the SEC head coaches. A lot of rankings out there. You can go and find them. Okay? And those are all cute. They're all fun. They're all great. We're give you SEC head football coach rankings. Okay? And so um, – we're going to talk in the first segment about coaches number one and two. We're going to talk about who's one, who's two, and why. Uh, and then the next segment, we'll talk about maybe three through six, and then we'll go seven through 14 in the last segment. And so stay till the end if you want to hear when your coach shows up. Um, Scully, hey, ready? Florida, stay yep. till the Scully. end. Stay till the end if you where your coach ends up. Sunbelt champs, um, man. Sun champs. But listen, it's – we don't want to bury the lead here because no. it's obvious who the best football coach in the SEC is. And we're a Georgia podcast, Clint. Okay? Sure. That's the, it's the name of the show is Locked on Bulldogs. But even we cannot deny who is the best football coach in the SEC right now. Right now. Thank you for that. And right now. His name is Kirby Clint. He's he's at the top of the list. He's at the uh, maybe your list was um teams to win a national championship recently. He's at the top of the okay. list. Maybe your list was best coaches in the SEC. He's at the top of your list. Maybe your coach your list was schools that every athletic Every athletic director in America would choose to start their football program with as their head coach. If they could choose anyone in the world, he'd be is. at the top of that list as well. Now, you bring up the point, Clint. Nick Saban is obviously number two. On, and he is. you and I have said before, and we still believe, that Nick Saban is the greatest college football coach of all time. Hear that again, all of you listeners. Please make sure he is the greatest football coach of all time. And yet, right now, if you were to say to me, "Who do you want for the for this next year coming up?" I'm taking Kirby Smart. 
11 out of 10 times and it's not even close. And that's not being it, me a homer. I am a homer, but it's factual evidence that he cannot go 15 years ago. This ranking is not 15 years ago. If it was 15 years ago, Nick Saban would be at the top of this list. There's no question about that. We're not there anymore, guys. It's Kirby Smart's time. Nick Saban is the GOAT. Not for not for this year. No, and it's I know Alabama fans who would agree with this. I'm not, this is not if you're if you're ranking all time. Yep. Then Nick Saban is the one. Correct. And it and it's they even have a conversation about it. If you're ranking coaches right now, in terms of all, in terms of recruiting, in terms of the way they've developed players, in terms of what they're doing on their campus right now, it's laughable to me that you would even try. How about we? How about we add another one, Daniel? Because this is Kirby Smart came from the from the Saban tree. I get that. I understand that. I'm not. He he coached yes. at Alabama. He had okay, but. But when was the last time that you knew a, a assistant not named Kirby Smart that made a splash from Alabama when they went elsewhere, Daniel? Now, conversely, how many ex-Kirby assistant coaches are making splashes where they're at currently, a la Dan Lanning, a la Sparty, mm. Michigan State, a la Sam Pittman? We'll be getting him in a minute on the list. Okay. Oh, so all of those, by the way, are Nick Saban disciples. I don't know if you know this, but sure. Mel Tucker sure. coached under Nick Saban. Sure. Yeah. That's Alabama. Yeah, so I, I also, one time, um, one time, uh, Bill Belichick drove through Alabama. And so he's he's on the Alabama coaching tree. I don't know if you know that. So he 100%. It all. 100%. Listen, this, this analogy pains me, and we're not going to belabor the point of the rest of the list. Mike Saban's number two. Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player of all time. And there's no debate. There's no debate. Debate a wall. I'm not interested. I'm not here. I don't nope. hear it from you. Um, but there was a time, Clint, and it's a dark time, and we don't like to talk about it. There was a time when Michael Jordan played for the Washington Wizards. Are you aware that this happened? Oh, I try. My my kid found the uh, YouTube of that, and it's I, I had to explain Are it. Are you aware? That it happened, and listen good. We're in the Washington Wizards phase of Nick Saban's career, y'all. Oh no! Wrong. In the Washington Wizards phase. Now, can can my man still hit a game winner? Absolutely, he can. Absolutely, he can. Can he still go up and drop forty on you on any given night? But this ain't the Bulls anymore. The Wizards. That's right. That's right. right. Uh, Hey, we're going to come back to this. Do three through six of our SEC rankings. But first, we'll let you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the tastiest protein bar on planet Earth. And Daniel and I had the honor, the privilege. We were on the red carpet for this mud pie Built Bar that came our ways. We told you all about the uh, uh, birthday cake with the sprinkles on it and the puffs. Now we're on the mud pie puffs. And Daniel, you said yesterday you put you ate one immediately. You threw another into the freezer. Uh, my mail came to me on a day where I couldn't get out to it right away, uh, and it was a hundred degrees. And I had to put both of them 
into that uh, freezer, and and it took me that night until I opened that up and went to it and ate both of them at the same time because they're the best protein bars on planet Earth because they taste like a candy bar. It was a mud pie cake in my mouth. It was a mud pie pie in my mouth. It was all the flavors you could ever expect. It is high in fiber, low in sugar, high in protein, keto approved, on-the-go meal, meal replacement, pre-workout, post-workout, during-workout. Head over there right now to BuiltBar.com. Put in the promo code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off your entire order. BuiltBar.com. All right, Clint. Three through six on the list. off and then that we went the way we did here. Now, again, Georgia fan, you listen to this. This is important for you because we're going to start off with, again, the man that I I have night terrors of every single year on the schedule. And many of you have mocked me for this, but I don't even care. Mark Stoops is number three on this list. Number four, Lane Train, Lane Kiffin, coaching them Rebels up. Number five on the, left, on the list, the aforementioned Sam Pittman going with Arky over there. And then six, the newcomer to the SEC, Brian Kelly makes tricky. It is a tricky one. We'll get to why we'll get to why he's in the top six up there in the top half. And guys like I don't know Jimbo fall outside of that, Daniel. Um, but first, let's let's start with Mark Stoops and why, as a coach at Kentucky, he gets number three on this list. And Daniel, it's very simple for me. Uh, coaching is about getting the most out of your players, regardless if they're three, four, five stars. It doesn't matter, okay? You get the most out of them. Kirby Smart has gotten the most out of top talent recruiting. That's a huge aspect of him. But at Kentucky, you don't have the facilities. You don't have the namesake. You don't have the tradition. You don't have the recent winning. You have none of that. Mark Stoop has had to go from the ground up coaching this team, and he has built a fundamentally sound, tough-as-nails team on defense and running the ball and getting the most out of his players, getting guys drafted that, quite frankly, shouldn't be drafted, uh, if we're perfectly honest with ourselves, um, and putting together a run of a lot of good teams that are threatening every single year. There's a reason that I look at Kentucky and I get scared of it every single year because it's going to be a tough, hard-fought game, and that's why he's there, Daniel. Know if this were which is most likely to win a national championship um, next, it would still be Kirby. It would still be Nick Saban too. But March would not be number on this list because I don't think Kentucky has any hope of winning a national championship in college football. They just don't have the resources. They don't. There are there are schools on this list that have a better chance of winning a national championship. But that's not what the ranking is. The Ranking his best coaches in college football in the SEC, and Mark Stoops is a better coach than all, all of them other names yes, on sir. this list. If you want to argue about some of these others, we can. Let's talk about Lane Kiffin and and Sam Pittman, and then we'll save Brian Kelly. So Lane Kiffin versus Sam Pittman. What makes these two guys better than everybody else? Makes Lane slightly ahead of Sam in your mind. Here's something that coaching that you don't understand about coaching. If you haven't been on a team, you have to want to play for the coach that is coaching you and leading you out of the tunnel every single Saturday. And you want to talk about, we can, we can disparage lane all we want. And he's weird y'all. Like, this is just, one, this is one very likable person and one very unlikable person. But to your point, both of them, you want to play for if you're on their team. 
That's right. Lane Kiffin is going to get the most out of you. He's going to push you. He's going to advocate for you. He's going to... It's incredible. The players love playing for him. Now, Sam Pittman, the players love playing for him because at the end of the day, they want him to to be there like like at their wedding as well as coaching them on Saturdays. Okay, Sam Pittman is that type of guy. That's what makes them incredible coaches. And they're at universities that are under the shadow of Alabama. Sure. They've had bad stuff in the history of their programs. And yet they're there doing great things, doing innovation, again, getting players drafted that shouldn't be, and players wanting to play for them, and, and most importantly, making excitement on campus. Ole Miss was not that exciting a decade ago. Mannings that's, are there. I, okay, sure, whatever, whatever. That's a great point. But but the teams are exciting. Arkansas fan, you all want to talk about, guys, they are getting second place, first place votes to finish in the SEC. That's not according. That's Brandon will say no one in America. No one in America yeah. did that. I no did, one in I America ever did that. Okay, yeah, but right. let's talk about Brian Kelly now because there are some people listening to this that think he should be much higher on this list. Look at what he's accomplished at Notre Dame. Multiple trips to the college football playoff. You know, multiple 10, 11 oh, win yeah. teams. Um, he's got a track record. He, has, he is a proven head coach, whereas some of these other guys, Sam Pittman most notably, has proven nothing as a head coach. Lane Kiffin sure. has proven very little as a head coach. Mark Stoops never even sniffed a division head coach. Some people think Brian Kelly should be even lower on this list than where he is at number six. Here's what you do have to start with, why he's lower on this list and not higher up, is because he played as an independent, and he got to go beat up on the military academies for a while, and he cherry-picked his entire schedule. And every single time he got in the college football playoff, what happened? But he he just defecated on the bed everywhere. Daniel, just waxed. Like waxed, man. Boat raced out of the playoffs. Okay. Now he did have a couple of very, very talented rosters. He was able to recruit, but that that wasn't Brian Kelly recruiting. That was the gold and the the logo recruiting. The Irish always do this. They are a national powerhouse. I think Marcus Coach Marcus uh, is that Freeman uh, over at Notre Dame. I think it's he's Freeman. Gonna have, is his name. He's gonna have an yeah. incredible. I think he's gonna do incredible things at Notre Dame. I really do. I I, I honestly do. But that's why he's not high on this. I the reason too. he's he yeah. is higher on this list than everybody else is because actually he was in the college football playoff. He, there are a lot of unique things at Notre Dame that you have to contend with academics as well as a, mo- a moral code that, that players have to agree to when they come to Notre Dame. That's a unique environment. I'm just saying it's a unique environment. They, Hear me when I they say one that. Of them, they got one of the moral codes down in uh, Baton Rouge, Clint. Do they have that? Is that a thing that they have down there? And uh, I think the only out- moral code <laughs> is, is when the FBI questions you, immediately ask for a lawyer. That's the moral <laughs> code that they have at LSU. If they got, a, if they have a moral code, no one told it to the grandmother throwing full beer cans at players uh, in the first row of the of the stadium. No one has told her the moral code yet. Um, Brian Kelly, it's going to be an interesting experiment. I have Sam Pittman ahead of him on this list only be only based on recruiting. I think Sam Pittman is a better proven recruiter than Brian Kelly. And so now, Brian Kelly, he was at Notre Dame. He's now at LSU. 
he's going to be able to recruit Clint. That's not you, oh, that's anyone not can recruit to LSU. Okay, so Correct. he's not going to have a trouble getting players. Is he going to be able to hold up in the SEC? Uh, time will tell. There were some people that were said to have been ready to quote unquote break the SEC, who we will get to later on on this list. Uh, yeah, but first, uh, this. All right, so we're back. We got seven through 14. We've got, we've given you the top six, and now the rest of the list. It starts with Jimbo Fisher at seven, Josh Heupel at eight, Shane Beamer at nine, Brian Harson at 10, Mike Leach at 11, Eli Drinkwitz at 12. Here we go. Here's old Billy Napier at 13. Ooh, there he is. How you doing, Florida? Scully, what up, bro? Slides in ahead of Clark Lee from Vanderbilt at 14. Now, listen. There's no need to talk about Clark Lee. Esther, it is a disaster. We're moving on. Where did he even come from? What even is he? He once told me the record. He once told me that Vanderbilt was a was a was a destination in college football. That it was a best coaching job in coaching city in America. Powerhouse, I believe, was the actual word used to describe Vanderbilt football. Okay. Where do you want to start? Do you want to top with Jimbo, or do you want to start at the bottom with uh, Napier? I think let's let's start with Napier. Let's let's get there. Let's get this out of the way let's right get now. Get it out of the way. Why is Scully. he? Why is he at number thirteen? Why is he this even high up? Why is is Lee behind him? And why is Florida fan yelling at us right now, Daniel? Let me tell you what Billy Napier has going for him. Okay, he once coached under Nick Saban. Oh, that's interesting. No, keep going, Daniel. You, just, you got you no, got no, no. Floor. I'm sorry. I was finished. I was finished with my list. That was the whole oh, list. I'm, I didn't have anything. Oh. My mic didn't cut out. I've been having no, some internet fine. issues, but no, it's this is the this is the list for me. Oh, that's that's all. That's it. He was at the University of Louisiana, and what about the Sun Belt um, Championship baby? again? In four years, he managed to win one. Bell title um, with a with with the most talented team at least three of those four years, if not all four. He had the most talented team in the Sun Belt at least three out of those four years, and he managed to eke out one Sun Belt title in those four years. He parlayed that into the head coaching job at the University of Florida, and Florida fans are just defecating on themselves because they finally got rid of the urban Meyer they've been bringing in year after year after year. And now they get to move on to the Nick Saban coaching tree, but they swung for this guy, Clint. He's done nothing like nothing except coach under Nick Saban. That's it. That's why he's there. Uh, Eli Jinkovitz, um had about a it's year not working. people were excited. It's not Thank working, you. Eli. It's not. Let me just let me just stop you right there. It's not going to work either. Okay. Nope. No, this is not the the alpha nerd Eli Drinkovitz experiment has failed. I don't know if Missouri can do better, but it's not working for for Eli Drinkovitz. He would make. Honey- Honey, I, I think, shrunk the college football program is not going to do it. 
Yeah, I think he would make a uh, comp for Eli Drakovitz, by the way. That's a great... <laughs> I'm never going to be able to look at him again. Uh, he would make a decent offensive coordinator, but he yeah. is low on the head coach rankings. Um, Mike Leach, take, listen, to, go back and rewind the podcast. Okay. Everything yep. I just said about Eli Drinkovitz, different Mike Leach, except he would not make a good SEC offensive coordinator. No, he would he be would terrible. Not. No. And and the evidence that I have is all of his Mississippi State teams. So Everything. that's why he is where he is on the list. And now we finally get to Brian Harson, who I think some people thought was going to be last on this list. That, I think so too. Why uh, is look, he here's not last on the list? Because here's why. I, I actually think this guy can coach – and if you can openly have affairs with with whoever you want and not be fired from a university, you got you have We're not some condoning that. We're not condoning no. that. I'm sorry. Let me be very, very clear. Okay. Let me be very clear. I do not approve of his behavior. This isn't no. look, you're not a bad person. This is just bad behavior, Brian. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um you probably are no person though. It seems pretty clear at this point that you're a bad person. If you can fight the boosters at Auburn, you got some sort of perseverance, I think. No, I actually think he he has some chops as a head coach. I actually think he has some gaming ability. I think that he can do something. I don't know if he's going to have enough time for it, truth be told. But he has uh, coached very well elsewhere before he got to Auburn. The boys he he has some Boise, I have a lot more than I do, for example, the University of Louisiana State or some of oh, these geez. places that some of these coaches have come and used to be like, well, he might drink but had success before he where he is now. But it's a little bit different. Uh, so I'll give my heart some that, but um, he's not going to make it happen this season. He'll no. be fired before they play out. Before they are called, he might drink it will not have a job. Beamer, 79. No, he's done nothing. No, he's not a good head coach. He hasn't done much. Um, but but you know what he was able to do? He, he's new to the program. I, I get that. New to the college football position, I should say, or head coach position. Um, but look, here's here's the deal. I actually think players like him a great deal. I think boosters like him. I think fans like him. He's a very likable guy. But as well as, I actually think he gets a good amount out of his players. And he got steamrolled by Kirby. And the authentic interview he gave after getting steamrolled by Kirby makes me like this guy instantly from here on out. I will never not like him for that interview. It's fair to say Yeah. Many ways, most notably, he's deployed. There you go. There it is. That is that. Is that. Um, uh, Heupel and Jimbo. Um, Heupel has not done much. No. Has not played very much. But the team's on the rise. People are excited about Tennessee. 
and you and I are, are honored to say Tennessee is the biggest long-term threat to the in the East and Georgia Bulldog, and it's not close. No, biggest to me threat still Kentucky, I think, but biggest long-term threat is definitely Tennessee. That will be the biggest game of the season every year for the future. And there are people I don't think they're listening to this podcast, but there are people who are beside themselves saying national. There it is. That's important. Win a national champion. Yep. Crucial to understand that. Um, that's why he's on this list. Yeah. So if let me just let me just let's say it this way. Um, what's the guy's name at all? Not that it was a head coach. Okay, so when you recruit a guy, quarterback talent, yep, and you we've seen this before. Him national championship, and yep. then the rest of your career. Shows everyone that without that transcendent generational quarterback talent, you're very bad at being ahead. The national championship actually ends up making you look worse. Jim Fisher's national championship is a strike against him in terms of his coaching at this point. Because if you take James Winston off that team, Jimbo Fisher may have never won 10 games. As a head coach, no, like he never national Yep, no, it's absolutely true. Uh, <clears throat> that is the list. Jimbo Fisher does make his way in the lower half of that. Clark Lee at the bottom. Kirby Smith, top dog in the SEC coaching ranking. That's what we have for you. Agree, disagree. Let us know where we screwed up, where we went wrong, where you agree. I'm I'm sure Skull Ready will be here. I'm sure Bama fan will tell us that we're all going to get humbled this year and all that fun stuff. Thank you. We're glad you're here. I love you. Leave the comments. Leave the rating or the review. review. Daniel and I will be back later this week. This has been Locked on Bulldogs, your team every day. See ya.